Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen and savages alike. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, recording as always from NGC Studios here in South Florida. And I want to thank you so very much for joining me uh, for today's edition of the podcast whenever you're listening in the past, present, future hour. Uh, A big shout-out to my friend uh, Wolfgang James as well, who has graciously provided uh, us with that uh, intro track that you're hearing right now. Let's take a uh, listen to that more. Yeah, so that's my friend uh, Wolfgang uh, James. He uh, does great work with uh, bass and guitars. Very talented, and he just uh, offered to let me use that kind of instrumental jam that he made. So, uh, anyway, thanks, Wolfgang. Very cool. All right, folks, uh, and we may be using that for the Thursday uh, you know, podcast from now on kind of differ the uh you know the political show from the uh the you know the other uh episodes as it may be so uh anyway uh ladies and gentlemen what's going on it's thursday we're here for uh you know pop culture and uh you know other talk let's say and uh 
This week is officially the week, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, the episode that you've been waiting for for a while and I've been waiting for for a while is here. Or at least one of them is uh, here. So uh, earlier this week, folks, I uh, said that I wasn't going to be reviewing Disney Plus until next week uh, because on Tuesday, the... Uh, you know, on Tuesday, for those who don't know, for those who have been living under a rock, uh, Disney Plus, which is the new uh, on-demand, uh, you know, content streaming service from Disney, officially launched. And uh, Tuesday, it was really buggy uh, for a lot of people, uh, obviously because everyone and their mother was trying to get uh, signed up and on to use the service. So, the first day or so, it was really buggy, um, but I signed up the day after on Wednesday, and I had no problem signing up, um, and, uh, last night, my, uh, my mom and I actually, we watched together, and, uh, we watched the first episode of The Mandalorian and the Star Wars, uh, you know, section, and then, uh, we actually wound up watching, uh, two films out of the, uh, Pixar library. We watched, uh, Toy Story 3, and, uh, then Cars. She had never seen the original Cars, uh, so, and she's also a bit of a gearhead, so, uh, you know, I figured that might be you know, fun for her to watch, and she enjoyed it, uh, you know, not a big fan of the, uh, other two, uh, sequels to Cars, they're not terrible, but they're not as good as the first one, I don't, you know, I don't think, um, but, you know, I want to review the service, kind of go over what you get, um, because that's what a lot of you guys, uh, you know, obviously, have been waiting for, and that, and what I've been waiting for. We've all been waiting for, you know, Disney Plus to come out, and now it's here. I want to review it a little bit. So uh, here's how this is going to go. Uh, I'm actually going to do the review in three episodes, broken up. So uh, this first episode, I'm doing kind of the review of Disney Plus. This is a uh, an initial impressions episode. Uh, you know, the service just launched this week. It's not even a full week old. And so this is, you know, an initial impressions, uh, review episode. You know, I'm going to be going over what we get, uh, what my impressions of it have been over the past, you know, really 24 hours or so since that's really all I've had it for less than that even, um, and then, uh, I was actually, you know, I was talking with my mom about, about this. I don't, I don't really consult with other people, uh, you know, when doing this, sh- on doing the show, but, you know, she's always been supportive of my, you know, podcast endeavor, uh, you know, God bless her for that, you know, alongside many other things and just being a terrific mother. But she suggested uh, that I do this initial review, and then 
uh, maybe do like a part two, you know, interview and maybe like, you know, three months from now or a month from now, you know, as more content gets added, kind of like a secondary impression, you know, and then maybe do like a third episode once the service, you know, so at some point in 2020, I'll probably do like a review of Disney Plus again, kind of explaining, you know, overall, what do I think of the service so far? And who knows, this time next year, once the once the service is four years old, is a full year old, I might do like another review. It, kind of like how YouTubers do that with, uh, you know, iPhones. Sometimes, if you've ever watched like any of the, any of like the, uh, you know, iPhone or Apple centered, you know, tech channels on YouTube, they'll do that a lot with, uh, you know, iPhones or game consoles, you know, where they'll review it, you know, when it initially comes out, and then they'll do like a second review, like a few months down the line, and then they'll do like a third review, you know, like a full year later. Um, so I may be, you know, I may be doing this continuously. So think of this as part one in a, uh, a series of reviews. So, uh, that's how we're going to do this. Um, anyway, I want to, uh, actually go back first off, uh, kind of what, my expectations were of the service, you know, uh, when it was announced. When it was first announced, uh, I I have to be honest, folks, I wasn't really excited. Um, when I first heard that Disney Plus was going to be a thing, I wasn't really, I wasn't really excited, but I was more just curious, and I was kind of apprehensive about it because after I after I read um you know what what it was going to be and that they were going to be including you know Disney, Pixar, uh you know Marvel and uh you know the Star Wars universe and I I you know I think since then since it was initially announced they acquired Fox and National Geographic but long story short my concern was initially I was like I was thinking okay they're going to add all this content so it's going to be like $120 a year or something like that and there's no way I'm going to pay for for that if it's like $150 a year that's just way too much I I I figured with all that content, you know, spanning across like multiple franchises that they were really going to milk, you know, this thing and really jack up the price. Um, so because of that, I had initially decided not to get too excited about it. You know, you know what I mean? Kind of save, uh, you know, some disappointment. Uh, it was actually uh, about two months ago or so now, seven weeks ago, when my friend, uh, when my friends Jason and Tate of the, uh, On Tap podcast, and I know I shout them out an awful lot, but again, shout out to, uh, Jason Tate and Andrew, who I haven't met yet, but I, 
I uh, hope to chat with him, uh, you know, here in the near future. Uh, the first episode of the podcast on tap from seven weeks ago, they actually went over um, what their expectations were for, uh, you know, Disney Plus, specifically as it relates to Marvel. And uh, because Jason's a big Marvel guy, and so am I. And I'll get to that, uh, you know, here on the podcast, too. Uh, but, you know, in their, in their initial, like, what they, you know, in the, in their first episode when they initially previewed Disney+, Plus, they actually brought up the fact and revealed to me, at least, that the service was going to be, like, $7.99 a month or, you know, $69 a year, which when I, when I read that, I went online and uh, I looked up, you know, to see what it was. And I was actually blown away to see that, that it was, in fact, $69 for all that content. So that right there is a game changer. You're getting Star Wars, uh, you know, Marvel, Disney, uh, Pixar, Net Geographic, and some Fox, uh, you know, content. Uh as well, all for just $69 a year, which if you were to add up, like, the cost of, like, buying or renting, you know, all the content from each of those uh, properties and franchises individually, well, it would probably be, be close to, like, a couple hundred and maybe even, like, a thousand dollars a year or, some, or something like that if you were to buy all that content separately, but the fact that they've bundled that for one low price of $69 is pretty good, I think. So that, um, you know, so that was my main apprehension at first, uh, and really my own apprehension. But once, you know, it, once the price point got announced, I actually got excited. Now, also referring to, uh, Jason and Tate and the ONTAP guys, and Jason specifically, um, Jason's been going back and listening to my, uh, old archive of the Whitfield Report, and, uh, I know this because he sent me a text like a week ago or so, um, saying that Okay, so a few, so about like, I don't know, three, four months ago, m <laughs> no, more than that, probably like a year ago now, maybe even a year and a half ago now, I, when I started doing the, uh, you know, Thursday, like, culture crit critique episodes, I, um, I did an episode where I, uh, where I critiqued, uh, Marvel, and I said that, well, I liked, uh, Marvel a lot, and, and again, folks, I do, I'm, I'm a Marvel, I'm a Marvel guy, I like Marvel in DC, but, uh, you know, I, I, I grew up reading Marvel comics, like, primarily, um, you know, I grew up with, uh, you know, Spider-Man, the, the X-Men, and, you know, the, the Avengers and all those guys, like, I was into 
Marvel Comics before uh, the MCU. And in fact, like, the first time I went into New York City when I was in first grade, and this was like right around 9-11, the reason why I wanted to go to New York, to New York City, and, uh, you know, this was typical six-year-old boy behavior, I guess. So I wanted to go to New York City because Spider-Man lived, you know, in New York City. And so did all the other superheroes I, I love. I loved, you know, so six-year-old me wanted to see New York City because, you know, that's where his favorite superheroes all of. Go figure. Um, so, you know, I've been a Marvel fan for years. I've talked, you know, before on this show about my uh, comic book, you know, fandom, some of the stories that have really impacted me uh, on a personal level in my life and, uh, you know, kind of helped me through some growing pains, you know, in my life when I was a teenager. Um, you know, and I've also loved the MCU and watching that develop and grow. But as I noted last year in the podcast, and Jason gave me shit for saying this, and maybe rightfully so now, but one of the one of the complaints I had always had about the MCU once it started going gangbusters was that Marvel was putting out too much content. And Jason actually text, texted me like a few weeks ago and said, I, so I, I heard your uh, you know podcast where you said Marvel puts out too much content and I'm now crying. And he, he sent me the sad uh, emoji, you know, whatnot. So that was pretty funny. But I believe what I was referring to and what my initial concern was, um, for those of us who have, you know, watched the, uh, you know, MCU movies in their entirety for the past, um, you know, couple years, um, you know, Marvel has threaded a very, uh, you know, in-depth and complex, you know, web together starting at phase one in the, you know, late 2000s when the universe started. We got phase two, phase three, uh, you know, and now we just finished phase four with, uh, you know, Avengers Endgame. And, uh, you know, the first decade of the MCU. And now I guess we're, 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 I, no, wait, we finished phase three or we're heading into phase four when we finished phase four and now we're heading into phase five, I think one of those two, but either way, it's been a decade. Um, one of the things that I was concerned about because I'd actually noticed this was, um, okay, so my parents, right, um, when I was a kid, they took me to see, like, the first few, you know, Iron Man movies and the first Captain America movies, but then as I got older, you know, in, in high school and started, you know, going out with my friends to see the movies you know, they weren't watching the Marvel movies as much, right? And so, 
um, when Avengers uh, Infinity War came out, I remember I I rent I I re-rented it before Endgame, and I watched it with my mom, and she didn't like it because she felt that uh, she was like really confused, you know, as to like you know what events had happened because there were lots of like Marvel movies that she hadn't seen, uh, you know, and so. And same with my dad. My my dad was even even worse because uh, my dad my dad has uh, two little girls by his second marriage, right? And so you know he uh, he hasn't exactly been uh, watching Marvel stuff per se, you know. Uh, all of, you know, all of the content, he's been stuck watching, a, you know, his princesses and, you know, uh, little girl stuff, which, you know, when you're a dad and you have daughters, that's what you've got to do. Um, but he hadn't been watching the Marvel movies either, so, you know, I guess he actually rented uh, Infinity War. Or, or no, it wasn't just that. It was, he rented Infinity War and then also... When I was back in Denver visiting him, uh, I think two, two, uh, you know, uh, summers ago now, we had gone to see uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and again that had, uh, you know, reference to a whole bunch of Marvel movies that he had not seen. So because of that he didn't enjoy the, you know, it as much, and neither did my mom with, uh, you know. Uh, Infinity War. So I began to realize that Marvel was putting out... The reason I said that Marvel was putting out too much content was... It's very hard for the lay... You know, unless you're, like, really into the MCU, right? Unless you're super into the MCU, it's very hard for casual moviegoers to really get into the storylines of some of these uh, Marvel movies because they all reference each other so much and if you're if you're really not caught up on the entirety of the MCU at least from my observation um, you're going to be lost at, at this point um, you know in in the franchise. So, you know, that's been my biggest critique of uh, the MCU is, yeah, they've done a great job of, uh, you know, world building, uh, you know, better than anyone thought possible. But, you know, up until a week ago, it was very, it was very inaccessible for, you know, only casual moviegoers. Well, now... With, uh, you know, Disney Plus, um, you know, Marvel, people can just go in and watch all the Marvel movies and get caught up, uh, you know, unlimited. So, there's no excuse now not to really be able to get into the universe, even if you're, if you're a casual watcher. 
And I had initially said that one of my hopes for, you know, Marvel was that they would do that, you know, for Disney Plus, and they've done that so far. So, you know, so Disney must have listened to my podcast where I said they were putting out, you know, too much content would that would overwhelm casual viewers, and they listened, uh, you know, and they addressed that with Disney Plus. So I'm happy, uh, you know, and plus... I mean, I don't own all the uh, movies either, but it's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's nice to be able to stream all of them now and not have to worry about, you know, where did I put my disc, you know, and uh, or am I, you know, do I have a complete set or am I missing a Marvel movie um, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I know that they're going to be developing original series too, um, and whatnot. My only, my only complaint, and it's not really even something having to do with, uh, you know, Marvel and Disney, but I am sad that we're not getting like season four of Daredevil or uh, you know season three of The Punisher. Uh, those were uh, those were Netflix shows back when uh, Marvel was. Uh, you know, partnering up with Netflix. I really enjoyed those shows. They're still on Netflix. And for any of you who haven't checked out, you know, Daredevil or The Punisher, Jessica Jones, those are all really good series. And, uh, you know, I highly recommend them. But I'm sad that we're not getting, uh, you know, those shows added into the MCU because those are terrific shows. And I think those would be, you know, great on the you know, Disney platform, but again, uh, you know, Disney doesn't have the rights to those yet, um, you know, so it may be a while, you know, before Daredevil is fully in the, uh, MCU again, but, um, you know, it's a bummer that we're missing those shows, uh, from Disney plus Marvel, uh, but it's also one of the plus sides is that, we now also have, like, all of the old Spider-Man cartoons from the, uh, you know, 90s and, uh, you know, early 2000s. Even going back to, like, the 70s and the 60s, uh, you know, we have those. We have uh, the Fantastic Four animated series. Basically, all the, you know, all of, like, the cartoons that I grew up with as a kid, you know, in the Marvel, uh, you know, universe. We have those, so that's pretty cool. Um, although you can really tell that they're, you know, 90s cartoons uh, because they're not optimized at all for high definition. Um, and, you know, it, you can tell if you're watching on, like, a high-definition TV. Um, but, you know, it's nostalgia, so it's still pretty cool. Um Basically, you know, uh, I think Marvel's off to a really strong start with their section. Um, now, Star Wars. Let's move on to Star Wars. Um, first off, I think it should be said that the fact that we can now stream all... Uh, seven Star Wars movies, excluding, uh, 
you know, The Last Jedi, which I think is still streaming on Netflix, is, uh, you know, pretty incredible that we can watch, you know, the Star Wars movies anytime and uh, from any device. That's incredible. Um, that it's part of that service. Uh, there were people who were like, what, when are you going to buy the, uh, the iTunes, you know, version of the, uh, of the Star Wars trilogy? It's a hundred bucks. That way you can have on, on your, uh, iPad pad and your iPhone for like trips and, you know, but I knew that they were, they were going to be, uh, you know, coming out with that they were probably going to be adding all those movies onto Disney Plus. So I I decided to save my money and uh, I'm glad I did. So I'm I'm just super happy that I can stream the Star Wars movies whenever I want to. Now, that's pretty cool. Um Lots of people have been asking about the the Mandalorian, Star Wars' uh, first live-action series about the Mandalorian race. Um, overall, uh, first impressions of the Mandalorian, um, it's good. I think, uh, you know, considering that this, this is the first, like, live-action TV series that has been done in the Star Wars, you know, universe, it's really good. It looks like the Star Wars universe that we've come to know and love, uh, you know, for the past 40 years. I also think it's interesting that they started off, uh, you know, with the Mandalorian, considering that, you know, Mandalorians, unless you're really into the Star Wars lore... You know, people don't really know what Mandalorians are. Uh, obviously, you know, us hardcore Star Wars fans know that it, you know, they're a race of bounty hunters, and that that's where uh, Boba and you know Jango Fett are initially descended from. But not a lot of uh, you know, I guess, normie people know that. Um, so you know, the Mandalorian I think is pretty good. It it. Uh, it takes place um, right after the events of uh, Return of the Jedi, so in between Return of the Jedi and, um, you know, The Force Awakens. Um, and it's about Mandalorian bounty hunter. It kind of has like a, a Wild West, uh, you know, meets space opera um, vibe, which is ironic because... Uh, George Lucas, in an interview that I once watched in a documentary on, on Star Wars, on the making of Star Wars, once said that that was, like, his entire, you know, plan for Star Wars. Initially, it was, like, the Wild West meets space opera. You know, and then Star Wars became its own thing. And so now, I guess the Mandalorian, in, in a very interesting way, is kind of literally going to the Wild West, you know, meets space opera so that's very interesting um episodes are being released weekly which i talked about that a bit um last week when i did the battle when i did the streaming wars uh episode uh lots of streaming services like disney plus and like uh, apple tv plus are uh starting to do that now where uh 
where they release uh, episodes of shows weekly instead of entire, you know, seasons to binge. Uh, you know, right? Netflix kind of set the precedent for, you know, binge-watching entire seasons, you know, of shows, you know, in one weekend if you wanted to. Uh, but now we're kind of going back to the weekly release schedule, uh, you know, for some of these shows. And it's a bummer if you really like to binge-watch things, but I don't know. I actually kind of like being able to, uh, you know, digest different um, series. Um, so that's certainly something to keep in mind. Um, you know, as I said at the very beginning of the podcast, uh, having, you know, the entire Pixar library, uh, like I said, my mom seems to be, you know, more of the, the Pixar fan. Not that I don't like, not that I don't like Pixar, but, you know, it's, it's kind, it's kind of like, uh, you know, for her, it's nostalgic, nostalgia because, you know, when I was a little itty bitty thing, you know, she took me to see all the Pixar movies when I was a kid. And so she likes those. And then of course we have the main Disney, you know, library, which is pretty cool too. So, uh, overall, what are my first impressions of the, uh, you know, Disney Plus service? Very, uh, very strong. Definitely worth the seven-day free trial. Um, I'm signed up annually, so that's $70 a year. So, again, really good value for everything you get. Uh, oh, plus, I haven't checked this out, but The Simpsons are streaming on Disney Plus because they now own Fox. And so now I'm wondering if, like, uh, you know, House and 24 and some of the more, you know, like, drama-based Fox series are going to be on there eventually as well. You know, The X-Files, maybe. Uh, I don't know, but it would certainly be, be uh, in- interesting. Um, now, I guess that there's also a deal that you uh, have where you can uh, bundle, I guess... Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus, uh, you know, as like a, as like a package deal, um, and to be honest, I mean, if you want to do that, I guess that's cool, but I've, I've never really liked, uh, Hulu all that much as far as, like, their user interface, their user interface when I used it was horrible, like five years ago, and uh, I hear mixed, I hear I hear mixed things about Hulu, and then uh, not to get into politics, but ESPN is just so far left, and they basically like politicized sports so much that uh, I I can't put that aside um, now just because it's so over. Over, you know, Disney and the entertainment. I mean, yeah, that you know, Hollywood is pretty far left, and you know, some of their thing. But but Disney actually has managed to, I guess, stay partially neutral on some of that. So I can overlook, you know, a lot of that. But ESPN, I certainly can't. And then Hulu, who is just weird. So uh, I'm not doing the package deal. I'm only doing Disney Plus. But it's still a good deal. And if you want to bundle. 
the three uh, packages, I guess you can. So, uh, overall, that's my uh, initial impressions of Disney+. Plus. And, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to see what the future uh, holds and uh, to see how the service expands and grows, you know, over the next year plus. And as I said, I'll be keeping an eye on that on this podcast and, uh, you know, letting letting you know what I think and who knows maybe uh you know Jason and Tay and I or maybe Jason and Matt Dallas and I or maybe Matt Dallas and I will do a a round table at some point uh in 2020 kind of comparing what we like and dislike about Disney Plus and you know keep an eye on that so uh anyway folks I know it's you know a shorter podcast we're at 35 minutes but uh, anyway, those were really all the notes that I had on uh, Disney Plus. So uh, that'll do it for this week's uh, Thursday podcast. I want to thank you so very much for uh, joining me. A uh, couple quick announcements. Uh, I'm finishing up the uh, survey, so I will try and launch that this weekend. Uh, you know, for the for those of you who uh, want to. Uh, fill a brief survey on the Whitfield Report podcast. I would really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, again, just stay up to date with my social media feed uh, to keep an eye out for when that's coming. Um, also, I'll be live streaming the show on Saturday at 10 p.m. as usual on my YouTube channel. And I'll have some more announcements about YouTube uh, on the Saturday stream as well. Merch store is coming. I'll work on that this week in a bit. Um, all right, as far as uh, social media goes, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at SamDeeper underscore NGC. Hashtag Whitfield Report. Hashtag Sam Savages. Uh, Gab and Minds at Sam Whitfield. Uh, com is the website. Facebook.com forward slash the Whitfield Report is where you can uh, follow me on Facebook. And please, uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give this podcast a uh, five-star review. And if you would like to financially support the podcast, you can do so either by going to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report for monthly uh, you know, support or for one-time donations, uh, paypal.me forward slash Whitfield Pod. And, uh, folks, that'll do it, uh, for the Whitfield Report for this week, uh, for the Thursday show. Uh, I will be back on Saturday for the live stream. Um, until then, folks, uh, God bless, God save this great nation, God free and legacy in that order, and, uh, I want to thank you all for tuning into the program. Play us out, Wolfgang, and, uh, thanks for listening to the program, folks, and God bless. Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. 
you are the ones that make it possible for me to uh, make an income from podcasting, and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show. You are helping us gain ad revenue. However, if you would really like to uh, help support the show, I encourage you to please donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show. You can head over to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show. Or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page. If you can support the podcast, I really, really appreciate that. Anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated. Even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast, I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode. Thank you.